What's up, guys? We are the High Street Freaks. We're back for uh, I think we're on, we're on episode five now, um, but that's the first episode that matters because we got we got real football this weekend. Um, right. So it, the, the it's the big game. The big game is is it safe to say this is the the biggest game of the second biggest game of the the regular season? Yeah, it's it's probably the second biggest regular season game like in any year Ohio State's played since like Texas. Texas, yeah, that that seems I mean, about like, right. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, since then it's been like what Miami. Uh, they had like a was there like Washington snuck in there, Oregon. Yeah, there was Oregon, of course. Uh, I guess Virginia Tech was big at the time. Yeah, like, uh, but like pretty much this is it. Yeah, I think they played a ranked Washington State team one year. That was kind of funny. Well, uh, th- this this year was <laughs> wild too because I remember when this was on the on the calendar. I was thinking like ah. I don't know if I'm going to be alive when this game's played, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. We're, we're here. We made it. Um, we made it. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's first exciting, man. I mean, like, would you say, is this even bigger than any, are there any non Michigan big 10 regular games you would say are bigger than this going into it? Like maybe the 2015 Sparty game. Um, I could see that, that. or 20, 2014, 2014, yeah. 2015, was, I guess too. 2014 was uh, the championship game. It wasn't regular season. Okay. Well, no, I, I, no, I was thinking um, 2014 when they went when they won at Sparty. JT Barrett went up there. That was a big one. That was a big top. It felt bigger than the number was. But I'm thinking probably, 2013. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So I, all in all, yeah. Point of the story is this is a a massive game. I, I can't and and more than that, like a season opener. I can't really remember the last time. Ohio State's. I'm, I'm sure somebody has the numbers, but Ohio State's opened with a top five team, so that's kind of fun. Usually, it's yeah, even yeah, even it's if great, even if there's a big non-conference game, there's like a tune-up against like Miami, Ohio before. So I'm um, just just hopping right in, and it's it's super fun. Yeah, it's exciting, and the good part is that Notre Dame's going to play with a Miami, Ohio uh, caliber quarterback, so that'll be yeah. fun to see how their how their season goes. Uh, it, no, but I'm pumped. It, it, yeah, uh, it, it, I uh, mean, it's a wild change of pace when when you're. You know, like trying trying to compete in a modern offense with a a quarterback who sucks. So bold strategy. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see how it we'll see how it plays out. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the weekend in general, though. I mean, just the hype around it's crazy. Um, also, we, before we, I realized we forgot to say this at the top of the episode, but we are sponsored by MeetAtMidfield.com. Uh, don't forget about that. It's our college football website. We uh, we all work for MeetAtMidfield.com. High Street Freaks, yada yada. But anyway, I, 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 say, I hear we have another sponsor. Uh, yeah, let's hear about them in a few minutes. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, the, uh, the boys are going to be barking for, for the Buckeye in their name game. Of course, uh, pretty much everyone you've ever heard of is coming to town, right? Every celebrity in the world is going to be in Ohio, the center of the universe. Uh, LeBron James, uh, Bronny James, yeah. Savannah James, probably Bryce James. Uh, is there another one? Is there a third? James kid there is right I, I I don't honestly I I don't pay attention I I, I know I know Bronny and Bryce because of a uh, broken brain basketballness but yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know uh, yeah potentially if, if there is one it's gonna be there that's right uh Justin Fields is coming he's now good again uh mm-hmm. state has like 16 commits coming to town as well as uh three huge uh uncommitted recruits visiting uh, they have three of the top eight defensive linemen in the country uh, visiting this weekend. Um, two of them on official visits, uh, and Damon Wilson from Florida and Keon Keeley, who's a former Notre Dame commit, who just reopened his recruitment, uh, and also being joined by Mateo Uyengalele, um, the younger brother of DJ Uyengalele, who uh, Alex Kleitman reported, uh, Alex Kleitman of BlackoutHeddle.com, uh, reported is coming for his fourth total visit, third visit on his own dime. Um, this will be an unofficial visit for the Notre Dame game. 
pretty huge for Ohio State. They're kind of battling with USC there. Um, I don't know any kind of are there any uh, recruits in this group you're most excited to kind of like uh, see how the visit goes. I like Uncle Lila a lot. Um, I, I think that he is. Uh, I don't know. He he just seems like the most. I mean, you're more of a a teen knower than me, but he seems like the most like can't miss. Um, He's crazy, of them. Yeah. Do, Have you seen his videos of him playing tight end? It's incredible. And and I love that. I, I love that. Like, and, and, and that's why I liked uh, JT. That's why I liked, you know, um, Zach Harrison in, in back in the day too. Like just yeah. the amount of athleticism too. It's it's not just like a, I don't know. Like oh, Jack it's Sawyer one played quarterback, dude. That's true. Yeah. That, that's crazy too. <laughs> and so like from that, that's what kind of does it for me when it's like, it's more than just like he can rush the passer. It's like, well, he's also athletic enough to like be the fastest person on the field too. So yeah, I, I love that. Definitely. Um, yeah, man, we got, you know, hashtag Big Dave's Blueprint coming back to town, which you got to be excited about. Uh, if you guys don't follow uh, Mateo Ukulele's dad, he's incredible. Big Dave. It's amazing. Uh, some of the best content in college football Twitter in general. Uh, but, you know, is always posting about his, I think his bio is like reads like I'll just actually pull up his bio because it's fantastic. I want to read it. I, I well, give him his, his while you're record. pulling that up, I, I usually like am, am very anti uh, recruiting dads. It, it, uh-huh. It's just. I, I I mean, I feel like most people, that's a pretty sane take. It's a safe take to be like, I usually not a fan of dads, you know, being part of the show. Yeah. But I kind of like it in this case. I think it's funny. Oh, it's almost really endearing. Funny. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like endearing and it's like almost like he's in on the joke. So I, I, I appreciate it. Definitely. His Twitter bio is, uh, first of all, his, his handle is uh, Big Dave Uingalele. Uh His bio is, I created my kid's brand by using the hashtag Big Dave's Blueprint Formula. <laughs> hashtag God gets all the glory. Hashtag God's plan. Uh, it's a perfect bio. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I need to start saying that I'm creating the meetupmidfield.com website by using the uh, hashtag B1G Ryan's blueprint formula. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but, uh, no man, uh, he's coming to town. I mean, he's an incredible defensive end. Uh, Keon Keeley's really interesting one too, who just decommitted from Notre Dame. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, Ohio state is like conventional wisdom right now. Is there uh, number two behind Bama in that recruitment? Um, which obviously is not a great place to be in going against Alabama for a five-star defensive recruit from Florida. That's usually not a spot you feel great about, <laughs> but I will say like the one position over the years where Ohio State's really had an edge on Bama in recruiting uh, is with these like traditional four, three defensive ends, mm-hmm. right? Like Keon Keeley is a like prototypical outside defensive lineman. Um, like he looks like Chase Young or Joy Bosa physically. He has the same build as those guys. Uh, and those are like, I mean, Joey Bosa and Chase Young are two of them, but also like JT Tumaloal. Like when Ohio State's gone head to head with Alabama on like true four three defensive ends, they've won those battles more often than not. Like it's those three they lost on Terrence Lewis, who flipped from Ohio State to Alabama, um, who they, then they made into a linebacker and it was like pretty bad for the most part. Yeah. Um, but like this guy's not Will Anderson, right? He's not like a, a stand up edge rusher. He's a true defensive end, hand in the dirt kind of guy. And Ohio State wins these battles against Alabama, like as often as they win anything against them, I guess. So um, yeah. And I, I think that's something that benefits them too, is like, it, it's not apples to apples, you know, like, yeah, can, yeah. It, there's, there's a very real recruiting pitch there. That's like, look, like you're not going to play the type of position that's going to put you in a position to succeed. And that, that's a very fair recruiting pitch because I think in a lot of ways, um, besides this is a huge one, but besides like the national titles and like the consistent success, Ohio state and Alabama offer you a whole lot, a whole lot of the same thing. You know, like you, you're, you're going to get to the league regardless of what school you go to. But like if if it's coming down to like 
you're going to put be in a, a better position to personally succeed at this school. I, I think that's a, a very real recruiting pitch. Yeah. The question is like, basically can Larry Johnson, Ohio state convince uh, Keon Keeley that he should play in a four, three and not a three, four. And that's all that it comes down to. It's like, that's right. what you should do. And if you say, if he agrees to that, then, then they're getting the money. Right. And like, if he, like he comes here. Um, right. So we'll see. Uh, the other guy is Damon Wilson, who, Ohio State's definitely in the mix for has not had as much pubs there too. And he's just had like a, he's not as big of a, uh, I mean, he's a five-star player out of Florida, but maybe not like the biggest recruiting uh, name out there in comparison uh, to guys like uh, uh, guys like Keon or guys like uh, Mateo. Um, but a player that Ohio State's very much in the mix for and like once pretty badly uh, as they're trying to fill out this class. Um, so I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see him and what he, what he kind of brings to the table. Uh, but in general, they're going to have, like I said, three of the top eight defensive linemen in the class total. And you count commit Jason Moore coming to it's four of the top 12 in the country, all coming the same weekend, um, which is exciting, man. I mean, if you get those four guys, that is an, another unbelievable defensive line class. Not, that's not, I'm not saying they're going to get all four guys, but you do that. That's like a Texas A&M style class. Yeah. yeah I mean, why not? Why not grab all four? You know, the yeah, Larry Johnson swan I mean, song. I, look, if I'm coaching, you know, I'm getting all four. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just open, open the bags. Ohio state needs yeah. to, to draw more bags, whatever. And yeah, whatever you need to do. Yeah, but they, I mean, they've got, I think it's like nearly a hundred recruits coming to campus. Maybe exaggerating a little bit on that, but it's like a, a crazy high number. Like whatever the max you're allowed to have is they might hit it. And, yeah. Well, uh, and, and, and I mean, you throw in like Bronny James too. Like I, I know, I love how like, the basketball team recruits at, at football games. And it, it, it's just it's like really that, funny, that, yeah. that. That's what the program is. And I, I, I know that like Chris Holtman and I mean, Thad Mata before him, it's not new to Chris Holtman. Like everybody's done that. It's just like, this is like it, you know, like you don't, yeah. you know, you, you want the kids to come see the basketball facilities too, but like you take them to the football games and like, that's right. That's, that's Chris it. Holtman knows better than trying to pull that John Calipari bullshit and say we're a basketball school. He knows. Yeah. School. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. There's, there's no, there's no, delusions here and I, honestly in a, in a case like brownie like that might kind of help because his dad's obviously a massive football fan too so it's not like they're gonna think it's not cool so are you starting to buy the brownie hype dude are you starting to fall I, I don't know about you i'm starting to kind of uh get excited about it no like i i am i i have made this clear in the forums and stuff like that like i think that ohio state has like a sneaky good chance of of landing brownie and i like i, I don't think anybody's like actually like giving it credence but like he I don't know. Like I, I just, I, I kind of like just see it all lining up. It, of all people, it was like Kendrick Perkins like posted a video, like basically outlining why Bronny should sign with Ohio State, and it's like he gets to come and like be like the face of the university if he wants. Oh you yeah. Know? And and like I, I think at one point I would have been shocked if Bronny didn't go pro, but now that NIL is a thing, I think that like he could make substantially more money in NIL at Ohio state for like a year in college than he would is like just a base contract is a, you know, a G league player or something like that. That's true. But also he can still get the same endorsements if he's in the G league. Right. That's guess, also, but no, cause people would but, but not really. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. You're right. You're you know? Right. Yeah. So like, I, I, I kinda, I kinda don't think so. Like I think that he would make more money being like the face of Ohio state's basketball yeah. program than he would be. So the, uh, not that it's about of, money, but <laughs> The, the network heads of uh, NBC, CBS, and Fox would come together like the five families and the Godfather to uh, to give their pitch to the James family and say, "Look, we'll put we'll put every game he plays at Ohio State as one season on national TV. Every basketball game he plays, you're not as going on should. Peacock. Don't worry about it. Like you're not, we're not going to see you on Peacock, brother. You'll be you'll be on the big time." 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, and I think the other thing is like, predictably, he's actually like good at basketball now. He's, because like, yeah, I, that's of course people are like, oh, he's not even gonna be an NBA player. It's like just give him like give him a minute, dude. Like, yeah. then he comes out this season absolutely just dunking on guys' heads like routinely. Love it. Yeah. Um, his layup package is crazy too. Just his finishing at the rim has been so fun to watch. Really, really. I mean. He's not LeBron, but like he's clearly to me a, a pro looking player. Um, but I don't know. We were also, Kevin, we were talking about uh, before we started the pod about these recruiting weekends in general. And just as you mentioned, uh, like a million guys coming to town this weekend. Uh, we were talking about this idea of big recruiting weekends as a concept. Where, where do you, uh, where do you land on them? I don't like them. I mean, I, I think that it's kind of been, so, so my thing is like, Brian Day seems to like them, but how I just don't feel like it's effective. I don't feel like you can like give your time to the kids. I don't feel like, especially in a huge game like this, like you want your attention divided and stuff like that. I, I just, I don't know. And, and more than that, like this year, Ohio state's playing eight home games. And like a lot of them are like good home games too. Yeah. But why, why do you need to pack all of this into one weekend? Do you know, like, Right. I guess the argument that, that you, you know, you kind of pointed out at the beginning before we started recording is like, you know, there's not a lot of uncommitted guys necessarily that's part of this. So like a lot of the classes like is like already committed recruits and stuff like that are coming. So um, in, in the current class. Yeah. Least. So yeah, that's the thing is like, it's basically like if you, if you look at it, they have like five kids on a five or six kids on official visits and like three uncommitted prospects, two of them will be on officials. And it's and like the rest of it's all either like uh, underclassmen or already committed guys who are just coming to hang out for the weekend. So like theoretically, the coaches don't have to do as much like one-on-one stuff as they did in that insane June 24th weekend yeah. where they had like, what was it? Like 20 to 30 official visitors the same weekend, which is just insane. Yeah. You can't do that. Um, well, the, the other thing that's wild too is like I know um, maybe he hasn't, I, Mark Pantone doesn't really talk publicly, but I know that Mark Pantone doesn't really love kids coming on game day weekends yeah. because he really loves them to be able to get that, um, you know, that, that attention, that one-on-one attention um, and like be able to like play, plan schedules and let them see the campus and experience the program and stuff like that. And you can't really do that when one of your entire days is eaten up by this football game. So um, maybe it works a little bit in their favor that it's a night game so they can do a lot of stuff before or whatever, um, but the coaching staff can't. But anyway, yeah. like, all that kind of just is eaten up when you have that many kids at the same time, you know, like you can't show, give them that special treatment, take them around camp. Like look at what they did with uh JTT when he came, like his, oh, yeah. I'm sure his visit was much better than any kid who's ever going to visit during a big game because they had the time to give him the attention. And like, yeah, they had, I'm not saying I'm not him in their Hawaii right. shirts. They're talking about the gear. Right. Yeah. That doesn't happen with every kid. <laughs> like there's certain level that like, he's like, a five-star like generational player or whatever like but like they would give you some sort of special attention if you're the only one that's on campus or you're the only like there's only a handful of guys on campus like i i just like i know that there's a certain bit of ego that every college football recruit has and they're not going to get that stroked by showing up to watch ohio state play notre dame yeah yeah, the only thing getting stroked is going to be that Notre Dame defense. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope hope it's not the Buck we, de- Buckeyes defense. <laughs> it looks like we got our uh, we got our third our third Mike here joining us too from the uh, sleeveless sex dungeon down there. Uh, DJ Burns continuing his uh, his promotion of home field apparel by not wearing home field apparel shirts or any shirts. DJ, <laughs> how you doing, dude? 
I'm doing good. I've got so many shirts. I have no shirts right now. I'm taking the Michigan quarterback yeah. approach. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. They always say that. You got two shirts. You got none. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, and my goal, my goal this summer was to just wear, I met this, I knew this one guy in Franklinton and I called him shirtless Sam. And he just said one day he, was, he used to be my barber and, uh, that's he the point like, you got to have as your barber, by the way. Yeah. And he was just like, <laughs> he was like, you know, he's like, why would I wear a shirt in the summer, man? You know, why would I wear a shirt? It's too hot to wear a shirt. And that was just kind of the energy I tried to take into this summer. I've fair. almost gotten, I've gotten like reverse bullied on this. We're like living in New York, dude. People just don't really wear shorts here that often. Everyone's wearing like pants like year round. You're really, if you're a man in New uh, York, you're not supposed to be showing your ankles is the idea. What? Uh, <laughs> That's it. That's how it's it like was some, in Mexico City. Yeah. So I'm like, and the same way in Argentina too. When I was in Buenos Aires, no one really wears shorts there either. Like everyone's kind of wearing the, uh, everyone's wearing pants most of the year. So I'm like, damn, I've just kind of, I got to, I've become a pants, pants guy, guy year round. Yeah. I'm just a pants guy. All See, no, I never, never. But I, I feel, I feel <laughs> like, like the, never. that's like anti Midwest. Cause like yeah. in, in the Midwest, yeah. in the Midwest, you're like scooping, you're, you're shoveling your uh, driveway in like a hoodie and shorts, you know, 100%, yeah, it could be, it could be like two <laughs> degrees outside and you're walking out to the hoodie and shorts combo. Is that's the whole, that's, uniform. that's the one that's the preferred uniform of anyone in the Midwest. But for some reason, also guys like in LA, which I can't figure out. Like people in California love wearing a hoodie and shorts like year round. And I'm like, well, why though? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I kind of see it in LA though too, because like, I don't know if you've if you've been to LA. Not as an adult. I'm actually maybe trying to go uh, during the Rutgers weekend because I figure I won't have to watch too closely. Yeah. So it's really <laughs> it's that's fair. It's really bizarre. At least when I was there, like kind of year round, it's not like that hot, but like everything like has like freezing air conditioning, and so like you could get away with like going to this like establishment with like air conditioning set at like 67. And yeah. then walking outside where it's no it's no hotter than like seventy five. So yeah, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But it, yeah, I, uh, it it is it is an elite combo and the jersey over the hoodie. That's a big yeah, one yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah. Midwest the jersey too. Over the hoodie is a funny move. Yeah. Um, speaking of <laughs> putting, you know, buying t shirts, whatever though. Uh, let's do some. Let's cut a promo real quick, boys. Uh, <laughs> speaking of buying t shirts or whatever. Speaking <laughs> of buying t shirts, yeah. Uh, how about those boys at Homefield Apparel? Um, I believe we all just got the new home field apparel sponsor chastity belts. We all got those in the mail this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you guys are wearing yours right now as am I, I assume mine's mine doesn't, it's not taking it off until we win the, win the playoffs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a vow chastity. That's I like yeah, that idea. Dude. My girlfriend's in shambles right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Buckeyes sex strike. We got to talk about it. We, uh, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get this movement going to how this year goes, but yeah, look, uh, you know, it's not on a sex strike. You know, he's having a lot of sex with the guys at homefieldapparel.com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there are sponsors here at Meet Midfield. Uh, they just released a great collection of Ohio State gear. Uh, if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, they have a new promo with the Colts. Um, if you're a fan of, you know, any kind of MAC team or any college football team really around the country, they have, I mean, like, I believe it's over 100 different universities they work with now for college gear. Um, it's super comfortable shirts, with, like vintage designs, throwback designs from uh, uh, college gear on these like tribal and t-shirts that are super, super comfortable. Got some compliments on mine this week, wearing one out. Stuff felt nice. Uh, wearing a little Buckeye script on the, on the oatmeal, you know, background, looking a little fly out there. Uh, that was nice. And you know, your first order too, buy you buy a, a shirt from home field, um, on your first order, use the code meet at midfield.com. You get 15% off your first order. So 
Yeah, that's the pitch. That's the pitch, guys. Go buy a fucking t-shirt. Make yeah, us look good. I, it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. <laughs> and I, I, I said the thought last week too, but like we're not that we're above peddling products that that we don't care about or don't mm-hmm. personally enjoy, but but we we would absolutely do that for the for the cash. To be clear, if there's any sponsors that are looking, yeah, there. we we would yeah, for sure looking, do it. Like we said, but, we're gonna get to the bail bondsman business. We're looking for that. Uh, yeah, we're hoping we already have a payday loan one lined up, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe. DJ is currently working on a Narcan sponsor. Uh, yeah. And cryptocurrency, right. so, cryptocurrency is my cryptocurrency, big one. Cryptocurrency, we got that coming in. <laughs> well, I mean, we, you know, we're a Web3 native show. Right. Uh, and so, so, so we're, we're, we're definitely not above peddling you anything, but we actually like wear and, and support these shirts. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I have one of my laundry right next to me here. I can fish it out if you guys would like for me to prove it, but I think I'll be all right. Uh, I think it, it's fine. <laughs> we believe you. We believe you. <laughs> but, uh, all right, after all the recruiting talk, I know we were getting through a few things here. Um, we, uh, we're kind of talking, I guess we should price this at the top, but it's kind of, uh, this is like our half preview of Notre Dame. We're kind of most talking about the stuff around the game, all like the, the, the fun stuff, a little bit of game talk too, but a lot of just, uh, you know, what to expect on game day, the, the kind of narratives coming in, two programs, the familiarity around them, all that good shit. And then we're going to get to our actual game predictions on Thursday of the premium episode, which by the way, you can get the premium episode if you subscribe to meetatmidfield.com. Uh, that's the only place you get the premium High Street Freaks episode, which now be coming your way uh, twice a week total, one free, one premium every week um, directly to your damn podcast feed. So go subscribe to meetatmidfield.com. Put some money in our pockets. Um, so, all right. Um, speaking of our next sponsor, Jack Harlow. We're sponsored by Jack Harlow. Who's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a corked up white boy summer. Uh, God. He's the celebrity guest picker on game day. Let me just ask why, right? Like I get like, I'm not, I'm clearly not the guy that they're like targeting with this. Like, you know, I wasn't putting those cross tabulations, but what the hell, man? Like we're like the largest university. We've got connections all over the world. Dude, we're getting fucked on our game day pickers lately. It's right. Just yeah, like I really, I really think uh, not to go to ESP sit ESP spin, but it's starting <laughs> to feel that way. I mean, what was it? Who did Fox do last year? It was that little freak, the comedian, uh, Sebastian Manicala, whatever that little that little wop. Uh, you know <laughs> they gave us that little little five foot seven guinea who doesn't even like college football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for all of us. I, what was his well, name? You know what I'm I don't about? even remember. I don't. I, I don't know who you're talking about, but I remember using like the like the Snoop Dogg, like who Jeff, like. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco, a 49-year-old man from Arlington Heights, Illinois, does not care about Ohio State or Michigan. Like openly, was just on the game, like saying he doesn't really watch college football, but was the guest picker. Well, I think I think also like last year they had last year ESPN had 21 pilots, which I was skeptical of at first, but um, Columbus, they're they're Columbus, and and like like the dude very clearly cared about football and Ohio state football and came on the show with plenty of research and stuff like, like yeah. whatever, that's fine. Whatever. Like that, that's great. Um, but who's really Harper? 21 pilots. Come on. 21 right. pilots. is like the best week. I've got, I've got, <laughs> I, I've got a buddy who like brought him to pick one time back when they were like just starting out, brought him to pick one. He always bitches because nobody came. Nobody came to the 21 pilots <laughs> show. <laughs> and then they like blew up. Oh and, yeah. 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 Bryce, I mean, there's no Bryce one Harper. else we could get. We couldn't. Bryce Harper. Do you remember that one? That one. That one yeah. might be the funniest. I mean, yeah, because it's Ohio. Like Ohio, you have Ohio and Ohio State. That literally connects you to pretty much anybody in any profession ever. 
We how are bigger is, than how, the Illuminati, man. Okay. <laughs> how the hell has LeBron James never been the guest picker? It's insane. I, I would assume he might have just turned it, you know, I'd probably just sure some, I, they would have had to have asked, right? I mean, isn't that the natural picker you would go for, especially in a game like this? You would think this is the one he would do it for, dude. Like his kids, visiting, right. but maybe it's because his kids visit me and they want to take away from that or something. I don't know. Oh, I guess maybe he couldn't do it. Wasn't there that controversy where Micah. Uh, Micah Parsons went on the game day set and that was like illegal or whatever? So maybe. Yeah, yeah. but wasn't that was a smoke? Wasn't that like. Just the line they oh, put it out was a, there. It was bullshit. It is. It is illegal. It just wasn't. It wasn't why they dropped him as a recruit. Yeah, like they couldn't do it, but it didn't really matter. It was a lie to cover. Like anyway, whole other story. But uh, Michael Parsons, that was a mistake. Should have taken Michael Parsons. <laughs> a guy who's, talk about a guy who gets fucking fucking Kirk Herb Street. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted it all on a visit to Kirk Herb Street. Fake ass Buckeye uh, <laughs> strikes again. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Get someone good. Let's get some good Ohio celebrities in here. Like, I mean, I would do it. If they asked me, I would gladly accept. Oh, you, I'm sure we'll be there for years. <laughs> that's my expectation. Oh, yeah. You do have to wonder if the worldwide leader is going to be threatened by the meet at midfield.com rise, though, if they're going to feel like uh, like we're too big to get on their show. Maybe. Or maybe they just try to go the Facebook way and just buy us out. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm susceptible to. Yeah. Yeah. That cash, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not above that either. Who are I, I? Who are the other? They don't have a guest. We should have pulled this up ahead of time, but uh, I'm gonna pick up like game day guest pickers all time. Um, see if I can find. I feel like this. some some places have good pickers though. Like Texas has had like Matthew McConaughey. That's cool. Yeah, that's true. Like I I just um, I remember like Will Ferrell was USC's one time. Like come on, wait like they're having like like a list celebrities and we're getting and and, and like. Jack Harlow is is huge to be clear. Like he he's he's very big, but he has no connection to Ohio State whatsoever. Like I I don't. Is it does he have some album coming out that like probably you know, ABC Disney have a slice in or something? I wouldn't shock. <laughs> he's me. just big. He's just big. I mean he's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Right now he's he's the white Drake. Well, uh, he he says he says that they're. That's my says, that's my. I, see, I've been listening to like the same twelve songs since two thousand twelve. <laughs> So like yeah. that, like I like I know who he is. It's like White Drake is that basically? Okay, that's the pitch. That's the Jesus. pitch. It's like Jesus. he makes music for Ari Wasserman, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna text Ari right now. Me, I'm texting up. Ari right now, and I'm asking his take on Jack Harlow. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get it live on the air. Yeah, he's gonna uh, love it. Man, I'm just looking through our all-time guest pickers. We had Eddie George one year. I guess that's that's cool. You like to have Eddie George. I mean, if that one makes sense. Right? I'm bringing him like back. Is easy. Eddie busy this weekend? He's not selling over. <laughs> he's coaching. Know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And if it's not that, he's gonna play. I was gonna okay, say, boy, yeah. I got I got Ari's response. Instant instant response. I asked, "What is what is your take on Jack Harlow?" And he said, "Solid, but not elite." <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> That's funny. Um. <laughs> yeah. So he, he has no idea. He has no idea that he's going to be featured on the podcast. But yeah. Saul, he said why. I, he said why, and I'm just going to leave him on red. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen to the content. He'll find out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll send him the link. But yeah, I mean, damn, we really haven't had shit. It's been Eddie George like three times for us. Uh, if they just get bored, they bring Eddie on. There's no one else they got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, LeBron, LeBron's right there. I mean, you've got who's that? J.K. Simmons. J.K. Yeah, Simmons. You know, 
how is yeah. he not been on there? Is he too big? I, John is he Legend not big enough. I don't know. John Legend, get, get John Legend's ass out of here. Yeah, I don't like John Legend. <laughs> but but he's, what, what, he's huge. He gonna, he's yeah, huge and there's yeah. a connection. Is like, he gonna I, come on to? Uh, he gonna come on to yell at his maid in front of us? What's he gonna do? <laughs> <you know? laughs> no. Uh, I, Sorry, I'm just learning for the first time that apparently Mari Povich was a guest picker in 2018. That uh, rules. Give us Mari. <laughs> yeah, I love Mari. Uh, they had Chris O'Donnell. Hold on, this is a incredible back-to-back-to-back weekends. Chris O'Donnell of MSNBC followed <laughs> up by Mari Povich, followed up by Bryce Harper. <laughs> That's amazing. They were struggling November 2018. They were not at their best. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's just got to be a pain, right? Like they got to call these celebrities and be like, "Hey, like you want to go to Stillwater, Oklahoma this weekend?" And like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> not to not to bang on Stillwater. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of reactions a similar way, like you know, it's Columbus, Ohio. At least we got an airport. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they brought Katy Perry to Ole Miss. I remember that one. Yeah, um, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. But again, what's her fucking connection to Ole Miss? What's her deal? Isn't she? She, she was a big Christian singer, wasn't she? She's probably from the South. She was. Yeah, I bet she's from there. Then what's the whole California? She just lying about being a California girl? Uh, they're all lying, brother, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, they gave us Jack Nicholas one year. That makes sense. Um, that one's logical. I'm just scrolling through hundreds of results for uh, guest pickers. The final ones that pick for Ohio State. Uh, yeah. This is probably not worth doing. Orlando Pace did one. Um, you guys get the idea. Eddie George again. Um, <laughs> it's, like you just, it's like you flip a coin. It's either Eddie George or other. <laughs> yeah, Eddie George. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jack Harlow obviously is pretty lame. It's pretty lame to have Jack Harlow, but what can you do? I guess the teens will like it. I don't even think – actually, it's not even true. I don't think he's even cool enough to like have a, have like a – I don't think any football players uh, like him. Katie, <laughs> Katie Perry's manager, Bradford Cobb. She is a California girl, by the way. She's not lying about that. Uh, her manager, Bradford Cobb, is a Ole Miss alum. Okay. Um, that's great for her. Uh, yeah. Now you know. <laughs> the most researched the most researched Ohio State podcast. That, that, uh, that's the famous California covered. pipeline's huge, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill Land, let's eat your heart out. You don't have research like this on yours. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. What else? Our next topic we're going to talk about before we get to the actual game. We had a uh, Freeman and Laurinaitis in general. Do you guys have? Uh, a, I got any, some dirt. I got some dirt, brothers. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. These, these are my these are my two stories. Uh, James Laurinaitis. I'm Eskimo brothers with James Laurinaitis with an, <laughs> with an FBI agent brother with an FBI current FBI agent. <laughs> You uh, and him both pointed at Yeah, the brother, no. I mean, like, all right, it was like one of those things where we were both probably ashamed afterwards, like, because she was a Republican. And I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but then, like, I find out James Laurinaitis is also banging her. I'm like, Jesus, James. Like, <laughs> like, star linebackers at, like, you know, the university shouldn't be banging the same women as me. And Marcus Freeman, and I'm only saying this because he took that dig at him. Yeah. Marcus Freeman. Yeah, that's a big. That's like yeah, a, he's got. A, he's got a, yeah, he has. Put that out there. Put that out there. Get little, uh, you know, game week saber metrics. I'm trying to get in everybody's. Head. What are the record of? 
against all the <laughs> right? Like, because I guess he's all like, because I've known some people that like, because he's from that, uh, you know, the Dayton Huber Heights area, and like, yeah, I guess yeah, he's yeah. always been a hustler. He was Huber Heights main kid. I know that. Uh, I feel like you know. I feel like this is just setting up to be like aggregated somewhere. Yeah, yeah like we're, maybe, this maybe is gonna end I... up on some some <laughs> message board. Like Ohio State podcaster says, we should maybe just cut in like uh, Kevin just saying like this section has been removed for redacted reasons, <laughs> and uh, just go to all of us laughing at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe safer for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Kevin, you want to do that? <laughs> it is a great fucking story. Uh, sorry, if you guys. You want to hear that? You can hear it on the meetupmidfield.com boards. We'll put that one on the boards. That's the free episode. Uh, yeah. We can say, actually, we can, we can save it for the premium. Yeah. yeah we'll, 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 we'll get that sourced a little bit better, and, and we'll, oh, we'll, no, my we'll roll it out to you again. Sources are 100%. I mean, on both those oh, stories, yeah. just for the record. But. You want to you hear the... Uh, you want to hear that story DJ just told us? You gotta listen to the premium episode. Come in and check in for that. After Kevin just <laughs> that was, out those. I, I I cannot I cannot believe he just dropped that on us. Like my, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my face, but my face was just like, oh, yeah. like wide. You looked like, like horrified. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. I mean, I mean that's fine. I, just, I was thinking about I it on the I bike ride. I was like, I was, I was like, should I drop it or not? And then I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And so, then you just, yeah. well, you're gonna start talking about him. I was like, yeah, so I'm, all I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. We'll, we'll 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 roll it on the premium episode. We'll leave the premium episode with that. So uh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Uh, well, scorcher. <laughs> you are hiding well. a child. <laughs> um, but no, in general, I don't know. Do you guys have any problems with like just Freeman and Laurinaitis the way they've like I don't know any kind of their interactions with the highest states since working the other day? Uh, well, I didn't like. All right, him taking that little shot that he took, what was it earlier this summer when he was like, you know, if I could have read like I get, you know, like if I could have, he insinuated that he made a mistake going to Ohio state. Yeah. And it's like, well, hell watching you cover that fullback from USC. I think you did make a mistake, brother. <laughs> like You should have been playing at Notre Dame in their fucking minor leagues. Also, people that just rubbed me the wrong way. You know, I want yeah. you to take the colors. Why don't you take the colors? I don't care what you did. You could Buckeye Moses. I don't care. Put on that, put on that gold. <laughs> Put on that disgusting gold. Do a little touchdown, Jesus. See what happens. You'll be cut out of my life so fast. I, I think uh, I think as our friend Colton Denning, after like that quote dropped, he posted some clips of Marcus Freeman playing linebacker at Ohio State, just getting torched in coverage all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it's no. bad, when like a guy like this, as drunk as I was in college, like looking at that, like, we got to get this guy off the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I think he, that's the thing. Is like he wasn't like like good. You know, no, Marcus <laughs> Freeman yeah. is like tough Borland with a better fade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, I think he'll be a good coach. You know, I wish we would have hired him. I wish they would have yeah. you know, hired well, him. They that, interviewed you know, him too. They that could have been, that could have been a championship right there. We lost. They interviewed him. Uh, I think as a linebacker coach position and chose Al Washington and interviewed him for DC and chose oh. Kerry Combs. Oh. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and Lauren Nidus mentioned uh, one of our followers mentioned it. I remember I was driving uh, when I was Lauren Nice's last day on 97, one, the fan, and he like clearly, he like he clearly said, and I guess it was like a, a common theme that he had like, you know, he made it clear that he wanted to coach. Now I had taken it as like Urban had, you know, basically rebuffed him because why have you know an all pro NFL linebacker coach your linebackers when you can have the best man from your wedding? That's true. <laughs> um, I but that. I guess I guess it, you know, it could have been Ryan Brian Day could have also cold shouldered him too when he, you know, it was Ryan Day. It was the idea was it was it was, it was Ryan it? Day because. Uh, 
he had basically said he was interested in doing like some kind of analyst position, like not a full-time thing. Basically he, what he wanted to do is what Jim Leonard did at Wisconsin where Jim Leonard came in and was like a GA or a QC for one year under Dave Aranda. And the following year got the linebacker coaches or he had defensive backs coaches job for Wisconsin. And then like a year and a half after that was the defensive coordinator. Uh, and I think Laurinaitis wanted to take like, I, I think, I guess the, the argument was he didn't want to take a GA job because that's like a real grind. It's like an 80 hour a week job. He wanted an analyst job, which is more of like a 20, 30 hour a week job. Yeah. Uh, Fair. Which, yeah. 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 I mean, why not? Um, I, if I'm Ryan day, I would have hired him for sure. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't see why not. Like, why not have him as an analyst? What do you, what do you use your downside? You have unlimited money. You're at Ohio state. Like, right. Give the guy an analyst job, but I don't know. Um, I, I think my, my thing is like, I think people were really upset by this. And I think it's like a non, like, it's not a big deal regardless. It's not a big deal at all, but I think it would have been better if we had him is all I feel like. I, I, I guess that's fair. I, yeah, I think I mean, there's no like, doubt. When, 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 when are we talking here, though? Because I, I think the only thing for me is, like, from from my perspective, Ryan Day is trying to give, you know, Jim Knowles control of his defense. And if yeah. he's just, like, hiring this, like, linebacker radio host, because at the end of the day, like, this dude has no coaching experience at all. Like, he, he's an all-pro linebacker, you know, like, Ohio state great and stuff like that. This is the first time he's ever like entered coaching in, 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 in any, in any capacity. It's not like he's like coming. This wasn't a coup here. Like it's, it's not right, like Notre right, Dame, right. like snuck this out from under Ohio state. And they're like, Oh, we never thought about hiring James Laurinaitis. Like it was an active decision not to hire him for some reason. And so like, for me, it's like, if you're trying to give Jim Knowles control of the defense, you're trying to like, say like, Hey, you're the head coach of the defense. You get to make all these hiring decisions. And then you like kind of snake in this, like, legacy linebacker and it's like also this guy he needs to be a part of the, the decision making process and it's not like the guys that jim Knowles has brought in for gas and analysts have been bad like you know he's got yeah. a former duke defensive coordinator in there and like right. the guy who's allegedly like, a, a royal right. finalist yeah. yeah right and so so like it's not like ohio state's hiring it, it it's not uh, and it's not the same thing as like urban meyer hiring like billy davis or whoever he was having run the, the linebackers back then like and jim Knowles is a linebackers guy too so like yeah i kind of get it i like i, I get it i I, I, guess, I too i too would have wanted him but i get it like i'm not like mad at yeah him. i just don't think it's a zero-sum game like that like I, he can have he brought his like three guys from oklahoma state or whatever and you can have them and still have uh, Lauren, I just, just basically sit in on meetings and watch film for a year and like yeah. learn how to coach. And yeah, I guess it, it, I, it just seems like there's no doubt. And like every time lately they brought in like a former all American, all pro Ohio state player, like to come coach, uh, it's gone pretty well. Right. I mean like heartline right. Brable, uh, that's pretty much the only two lately. Fickle wasn't really Fickle. Uh, yeah. an all pro guy, but all American, um, I Kirk mean, Martin. Famously. Yeah. Kirk Barton, of course, crushed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I, I think no one's that, ever um, gotten more mileage out of their one year as a GA on, on their staff. <laughs> just fucking talking about stories like that. Oh my God. We fucking get it. Pal. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, that's a business mindset, bro. Some, yeah. some have it, some don't. So true. So true. <laughs> but no, in general, I think Freeman's it's kind of a punk move to do the whole, I wish I would have gotten Notre Dame shit. <laughs> like implying that. Um, the Laurinaitis stuff, I think Dave probably messed up, but it's not a big mess up. It's just another thing of like, yeah, I, th I think that's the thing for me is like people were acting like it was like the worst thing that's ever happened. And I'm like, listen, like this is a radio show host that's going to Notre Dame instead of Ohio state. Like this is fine. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if he turns out to be actually good, Ryan day can just hire him as an actual linebackers coach in like three years. And it, sure. it's not going to be a big deal. Like I, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a non-story for me. Fair enough. Um, I think the next topic we're going to talk about 
Rudy. <laughs> Rudy oh stuck stuff on God. our topics list. Uh, you guys got any thoughts on the movie Rudy? I, I think DJ has plenty of thoughts on the movie Rudy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to watch it. I was looking at the article today, actually, because I'm pushed this week. But yeah, I was, uh, I were like, what, what was it like? 10,000 words or just something. It was, it was a long, it was a long article. In 2015. Yeah. yeah, Like Rudy, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. And like the worst thing about it is you just watch this movie and you're like, it's terrible. And then you look at the reviews at the time. I mean, how drunk was Siskel and Ebert? They're giving it two thumbs up. And it's unreal. (laughs) (laughs) It's unreal. And then everybody's like, oh, look. And then I called it like Muzak and a bunch of people like, oh, my God. They acted like it was like, I'm not even like educated enough to even know what kind of symphony or what kind of grand symphony, you know, they would act like it was. But I was like, okay, it was was hokey music. You know, who cares? Like, it's just a hokey music. The entire thing, it's just... It's just bullshit. Like, it's just straight bullshit. And it's peddled for people who are, like, just designed. Children. Like, yeah. children, really. Like, <laughs> it is. It is. I think I made that fucking point in the movie. Like, they're, they're both, like, the children and Notre Dame fans have a lot in common. Because they both, <laughs> like, they just both believe in fucking fairy tales. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they believe they're golden helmets. Like, they believe, like, they're just some, there's some program who's just, above the rest and like does it the right way and this yeah, idea that they just pedal the and it's like okay and okay what the, okay so what's the big deal they, they they sold a couple tickets you know they flubbed some tails sold a couple tickets is that a, is that a thing that ha- is that a crime in america now no but then what how did rudy <laughs> what happened to the actual rudy you know he started he starts watching it sitting at home jerking himself off to it he goes out he does a little insider trading <laughs> he's like i'm rudy i'm entitled to this like like that is the danger of it like when you and then joe montana he comes out and he says you know we weren't we weren't really like we weren't like making fun of him but it wasn't serious so it's like you were making fun of him like you know what you know what i mean you were making fun of him it's like it's like a guy with like cerebral palsy going out and scoring a layup in a game and the entire gym erupts are they really cheering it or like do they know the scoreboard? Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, players, yeah. the players need the scoreboard, and I, it's just oh, it, it, it's a disgusting movie. It's a disgust. And the dad, the dad, like just wants his son to be an Illinois like like mill worker because he's like you know it's gonna be perfect. Like you know it's never gonna be not bad for an Illinois mill worker. <laughs> and then he like, tells him not to go to college. Won't even won't even game like won't even like take him to visit. Says fuck that. Goes like. Divorces his fiance, his dad, you know, his best friend dies in a mill. And then like his dad, his dad is the biggest front runner, turns around, it's like holding his grade card up in the mill and like honking and like going crazy. And then he's like, he won't go to any games until like Rudy dresses. And then he goes there, he's like, this is the best, this is the most beautiful sight my eyes have ever laid eyes on. <laughs> he says it right in front of his son. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let's go the watch whole that movie. Let's... Like, if it was just a Hallmark thing that existed on like Netflix and was just like porn for Notre Dame fans, okay. But there was a whole, there's a whole industry around this movie, bro. Like, they, it was seriously widely accepted as like a good movie. Let's no, no, not even further. Not. Let's go one step further. Almost every football movie sucks. Yeah, that's well. Fair. Don't don't come for my boys. Remember the Titans now. Strong side, weak side. 
Have you seen I, that I uh, uh, that Titans. Shane Gillis stand up bit about Remember the Titans? No. Did, 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 is he going to ruin it for me? No, no, no. It's really funny, but he's just like, uh, he's like, it is a really funny concept. This whole thing is like, I'm, I'm going to ruin the bit probably, but it's like, uh, you know, like this hundreds of years of deeply entrenched races. They forced them to integrate. And all of a sudden the whole town is like, wait, holy shit. The football team's four and oh, these guys are so bad. like, <laughs> was it any different than Alabama? Alabama goes out to USC, gets their ass whooped. They're like, oh, okay, maybe we need to re-examine something. <laughs> he, has like a full, like, he has a full like 10-minute routine on this. You gotta, I'll send it to you. You'll watch I'll it. Say you'll, it. You'll think it's funny. I, I know uh, Desmond had a thing on like that T. Carter, the, the actual coach that it's based on. I guess he was just a mon- monumentous like piece of shit, which is mm-hmm. unsurprising. But, man, Gary Vertier, strong oh, side, mean- weak side. Oh, I car crash. What are the other good football movies? Me. I mean, I like Friday Night Lights, the the movie and the series. But um, you, huh. Kevin, you're you're making. A re- I'm, think, I'm thinking. I'm trying the to think. The replacements. The replacements is like solid. The replacements that much. Except, I except I, I saw I saw a Point a Break. Point Break. Point Break uh, too. And Johnny Utah. I, I, I saw I saw take the movie. Shane Falco's the stab. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, I never, uh, I never looked at it that way, but yeah, he and I, is. and I, it's a, and it's an anti-labor movie because the stabs win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the if, that game happens in, if that game happens in real life, Keanu gets his back broken. <laughs> I, I don't care if he's John Wick. Miles, I, uh, I don't think it's a good movie, but I do like Varsity Blues, just as like an iconic high school movie. What about what about Longest Yard? Yeah. Either one. Yeah, the they're funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's one that I don't even like hate the remake. Like the remake's good. Red Iron Gang, pretty terrible. Pretty terrible movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? But, but, but little, all little this giants, to say. Little Giants was sick. Little Giants was solid. Little, Gi- little Giants but, was solid. I had but, a crush here, on Ice Here Pop. we are. Here we are. This is the competition. <laughs> and we're still sitting here like Rudy doesn't even like. Like, is Rudy a top 10 football movie? Man. I don't like it. No, I just. I don't think I could give you 10 football movies that I like, though. That's the other problem. That's yeah. What do you what do you want to put any, on like the, any the given Clemson, Saturday, the, the, the Clemson like prayer movie? Uh, <laughs> the, the Kurt, War- Kurt Warner's got a new banger too. Oh yeah, I heard Kurt about Warner's that. Warner's got a movie. That's right. Uh, any given Sunday, I don't, I don't. I'm an Oliver Stone hater. He did JFK was cool. Most of the movies are fucking whack to me. I he would like the JFK. <laughs> the JFK one, that one though. He was on. He was in his bag on that. He was one. in his bag on that one a little bit. But I don't know. Oliver Stone is just. I don't think he has that. I'm just pulling up his filmography right now. Just get a, let's get as sidetracked as we possibly can for this up for this episode. I mean, everyone loves Scarface. You gotta like little Scarface. But he wrote that. He didn't even direct it. Uh, he did Wall Street. That was cool. Um, Born the Fourth of July sucks. The Doors sucks. JFK was cool. Uh, any given Sunday is mid to the me. speech. The speech in any given there's that speech though that Pacino gets. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. using a bunch of rap songs. So I, you know, I've always got respect for that. Yeah, uh, Alexander sucked. Uh, Snowden pretty bad. Draft uh, day. Draft day is another one I just thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Stone. Yeah. Um, Gotta get some. Let's get let's get in the football movie game, guys. We gotta get some uh, scripts coming out. We gotta get some screenwriting. Yeah, going. let's just let's just make one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ohio, State, State, the Ohio State's 2014 season. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, all right, what the fuck else do we have on the agenda today? <laughs> we had uh, uh, Desmond Howard's playoff comments. Uh, God, did you guys see his playoff pick? 
I saw he didn't go true homer. He just picked Michigan to go to the title game and then lose to <laughs> AM. That, that makes it it's, more hilarious, though, doesn't uh, it? Right? He had, right. Yes, he had uh, Texas AM as the one seed playing the four seed of Pittsburgh uh, and advancing. AM advances over Pittsburgh. And then Michigan beats Baylor uh, in the 2 3 game. And AM beats Michigan in the national championship game. Uh, a truly insane list. <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's wild that like segment. <laughs> it's wild that like if you college football is kind of like picking one seeds to beat sixteen seeds. Like yes, it's chalk, but like you're gonna get almost all of them right if you just like pick the obvious candidates like yeah just put, put, put pick ohio state georgia and, and alabama just, just do it i mean and do we all agree there's a chance that like alabama and georgia could meet at 12 and 0 and ohio state and michigan can meet at 11 and 0 this season like you know what i mean that like we could get to the last week of november and all four of those teams could be undefeated yeah i, I think that's fair I, I don't. Yeah, I'm almost not. likely. It's almost like they'll be favored, like in every one of those games. I'd say, right? Like, I, I think. I think at least Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. I, I don't really know exactly what to expect from Michigan this year, and 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 like I'm not. I'm not as confident that they're just gonna like, you know, roll through the season like that. Um, but yeah. I, I think it's completely likely that those three teams are undefeated, and like how how I cannot see a season happening that does not have Ohio State, Georgia, or Ohio State in the in the top in the college football playoff. Like that, yeah. there, there's just no way. There's no way in hell that happens. I mean, I could. With Corona 2.0. <laughs> I, yeah. Outside, outside <laughs> of a global disaster. You think the monkeypox is going to catch up with all these ballplayers? Right. Uh, you never know. No, but um, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, it's just, it, it's, especially in a season like this, there's no clear contenders to take the spot. Like, what? You know, Haynes King is going to lead Texas AM to the playoff. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't born yesterday. Uh, Keaton Slovis bringing Pitts to the playoff. I don't think so, pal. I'm not, I'm not buying that one. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I think what we should do, by the way, guys, we're, we're coming up on, I think the hour mark here in a minute. We should, uh, give kind of some quick game thoughts. Everyone's got quick expectations, like for Notre Dame. And then we'll go like in depth in the premium episode on Thursday. Um, you guys cool with that? That works for me. me. All right. I say what favored by 17 and a half right now is the current line. That's huge. Um, it's a big line. We all think Tyler Bookner sucks. We all agree on this. Um, they have good line play. Decent running back, maybe one good receiver to a good tight end. Just nothing, though. Just like there's no player you look at in Notre Dame's roster who's like, that guy's going to go win me a football game. I don't see yeah. one of them. Michael yeah. May, like your tight end's your best player? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it would take, it would take like CJ Stroud regressing to like Oregon last year which i i just don't see happening would, would that even, them even yeah you get 400 yards against Oregon. you know but I, I will say i do think i do think the first quarter is going to be classic ohio state where we hit some turbulence and half our fan base is like well we better just blow up the, we better just bomb the plane <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. hit some turbulence like just everybody sucks blow it up we'll come back next year but oh, I think I'll like be, the atmosphere, I'm throwing rocks from C deck if we're not up at 14. And you know, the, the atmosphere, I think, and like having the the two the the 20 year anniversary of the national championship team and just the primetime game, first game of the season. I think you are gonna I think we are gonna, you know, there's gonna be some like nerves we're gonna have to work through. But I think, you know, there could be some turbulence early, but I think you know, midway through the first, especially by the end of the first on, I think we're gonna roll. 
Yeah, uh, there's no reason we should. I mean, like, we absolutely should roll. Like, uh, there's just no excuse to, to to lose this game. I mean, like, that's that's the only way it comes down to it for me. I know we're terrible in big non-conference games September. We just always lose them on, at home. But come on, this team sucks, dude. What, what if we don't is, cover? Is, what if we win by, like, eight? Are you satisfied with that? If it's, like, a close game and we win by, you know, four, five, six? I think Notre Dame's, like, an eight and four football team, so no. Yeah, I, I think I think Notre Dame's easily the most fraudulent top five team this season. Easily. Yes. Yeah, it's not even close. It's crazy they're top five, in fact. Yeah, oh, I, I love it. I love, it's just boomer voters. Just boomer yeah. voters off. Joe, just high on Joe so they can have a top five matchup for high State Notre Dame. That's why they're doing it. They just want to have that on TV. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. fine. I, I want that too. So that's fine. Yeah. Ohio State's I mean, going to have a 20 point win over a top five opponent. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. Shit, I don't know. I think I think we're a lot better than them. Uh, we got to play a lot better than them. Um, we should be able to do everything we want. I mean, that's just uh, the only expectation is total domination. I want total domination for all four quarters. No mistakes. Hundred percent perfect football. Just the usual stuff we all expect every week. Goddamn yeah. right. <laughs> Goddamn right. I want to play mad on easy mode. Uh, I want to see Tyler Buckner get sacked nine times. Uh, you know. I want to see CJ uh, CJ Stroud probably throw up a 500 just to light five. What are I don't know what are all of the single game records in high school history? They should all be broken this week. Um, I mean, uh, based on what I saw in the Rose Bowl, they're, they're all in danger. <laughs> and I, I just love knowing that there's going to be Notre Dame fans out there just high on their own supply, and spending yeah, the big money. That was that was my juice, that was my spending the big money. That was my favorite thing. Um, I want to, I don't even remember which big 10 championship game it was. I'm going to be honest. I think it was maybe like 20, 2018, 2019 or something like that. They played Wisconsin, but that doesn't narrow it down at all. Um, and, and I went and I realized that like the Wisconsin fans were going there, like genuinely like thinking that they could win and like, we're going to like go to the playoff afterwards. And I was like, Damn! Like they actually like this is the expectation, and so like that's that's wild to me that Notre Dame fans that's are going to be a, in the shoe. I think, I think interesting enough, like the live game experience is hyper targeted towards that kind of fan who's like rich, one, <laughs> two, loves the team, but three doesn't really consume it like intelligently. You know what I mean? It's like a fifty-five right. year old guy who listens to sports talk radio, like local sports talk radio <laughs> doesn't, does it, he doesn't like, he has never heard of like EPA or SP plus. Right. <laughs> like, uh, and he's just like, I don't know. We got a good running game. We can establish <laughs> those Buckeyes this week. He's going to be like genuinely surprised that, that, that they, they, they're not going to come out and just light up the bucks. Like, yeah, I have a couple of friends that are still fans of their teams like that. Like they don't really engage with it. Like in a, like they're about other sports. They're normal and have like regular brains. But they're just a couple of their teams. They can't like, they can't disengage that part of their head. Like they can't like you can't tell them they're not a title contender or whatever. Um, and I know some Browns fans like that too, by the way. But that's a uh, topic. Uh, you're looking at one. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I can't imagine being a Wisconsin fan thinking you'd win. It's insane. Why would yeah. you ever do that? Right. I, I, that, that, that's the thing. And like, it, it's the same thing as like Notre Dame fans coming in here. Like, I, I just, I don't. It, it, it blows my mind. It just doesn't happen. We haven't lost Notre Dame since World War II. Right. I, that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I remember the same thing in, like, 2005. For some reason, there were Notre Dame fans in, in Georgia that were, like, talking shit to me when they went to the Fiesta Bowl. And it's like, listen, man, like, we know how this is going to turn out. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't we know. Like, we it, do not lose to Notre Dame. Which for some reason, that's the one team in the Midwest we just completely own. Just never had. <laughs> don't lose to it, man. I'm, I'm realizing I'm saying this really aggressively right now. This could sound terrible in a, in a week. 
Hey, but I'm not worried. I, though. I, it's gonna be leading. Uh, I'm not worried at all, man. I have like that. that zero that's nerves. the thing. That's the thing. And it, it's not like I don't know. Like it, you're, you're absolutely right. And they don't. They don't lose. They're not gonna lose this game. Like it. It's it, it's 17 and a half for a reason for a top five game. Like come on. It, we we know what this is gonna be. And it, I think even if like Ohio State's defense from last year showed up, like Ohio State still wins comfortably. Like that that's yeah. how that's how much I respect or disrespect Notre Dame. Like I've been saying, if Ohio State loses this game, Ryan Day should be fired on the spot. That's it. <laughs> but I, I mean, seems honestly, fair. Well, I mean, yeah. if, you, if, if you've regressed to the point you can't beat Notre Dame at Ohio State, like what are you doing? It's Notre Dame we're talking about. We're not talking about Penn State. We're not talking about Michigan. We're talking about Notre Dame. Yeah, and I mean, it's not going to be on the road in the snow, like with the team that you've beaten last every year for the last ten yeah. years. It's Notre Dame, dude, with a with a first year head coach and a bunch of bums on the roster. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, the only thing I'm nervous for really is just watching the game sober. Because like, if we go up 17 points, on like if we're up early, you know, they're fumbling and we're baking picks, and we're up like 17-0, and the covers like we've already covered by like the first quarter. I'm gonna have yeah. to. I've already told Stacy. I was like, we're gonna have to take the handcuffs, and <laughs> like you're gonna have to chain me to the radiator because yeah. otherwise <laughs> I will go across the street, break into the liquor store, and consume everything. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, and that, we, that's the only nerves I got. Here's what I'll say: because I, I, I hate Notre Dame, bro. I hate them. I hate, I hate them, them more. Yeah. I hate honestly, they're more insufferable to me than Michigan. Oh, that's crazy. No, I don't agree with that, but I do hate them. They're like my fifth most hated team, probably. I mean, at least Notre, at least Michigan's won a half championship since the dial-up era. <laughs> you know, the yeah. rest of the Notre Dame's watching Joe Montana highlights, and they're grainy, like HD. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, they're they're still talking like win one for the Giffer. And, yeah, uh, dude, we gotta curse, we gotta the curse of Randy them. Moss. We gotta beat them bad enough that Marcus Freeman's gonna come be an assistant for us in a few years. I'm, we gotta yeah. put him in the yeah. we gotta put him in the Charlie Strong zone. Because you put him back as, as a position coach. Yeah, exactly. you know, not just a coordinator. You know, him and Laurinaitis want it. They want it bad. Yeah, like they're like, yeah, like that should be us, there, man. Like we should be. Oh, they hundred percent right? think that. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. got a little chip on their shoulder. I don't give a fuck. We should. What well, we? Uh, <laughs> they don't have it. They don't have anything for us, in my opinion. But I don't. Okay, so we talked about the negative side of this. Like, what what would piss you off? On the positive end, like if Ohio State wins by like thirty one points or something like that, what? How do you react to that? Oh, we're going. I, to, I, honestly, no, honestly no, uh, fucking Alabama's on notice. <laughs> I'm going to be insufferable, even more insufferable yeah. than I always am. I mean, I, I will be insufferable to be clear, but like inside, I'm going to be like, this doesn't prove shit. Cause I think this team's terrible. Like, you know, like that, that that's kind of where I'm at. Like, and I, I think Ohio state's schedule is good enough that like, I'm going to know what this team looks like before they play Michigan. So I'm not saying that like, I don't yeah. know. I, it, it, Cause like with the 2019 team, they didn't really play anybody and they just obliterated everybody. And you knew damn well, that was one of the best teams in college football, but like, right. I, I'm just I'm not gonna know that from watching this Notre Dame game because I like I said like I think last year's team with last year's ass defense could obliterate this Notre Dame team like I that that's my honest take. It works perfect I think what's, though. What I'm looking forward to, and probably get more into this on Thursday. Uh, I do like Notre Dame almost as a microcosm of Michigan's offense, though, in the sense they have like a pretty strong line. They have a couple injuries, but they have a really good line every year. Um, they're just going to run the ball. They're going to do what Oregon and Michigan did to us, or at least try to, which just run the ball at us until we prove we can stop it. Um, 
And they also have a quarterback who sucks, just like Michigan. Uh, yeah. And, like, it's – I mean, they only have one of them instead of two, I guess. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. They're going to try to run the ball all day on us. And if we can't stop it, then, you know, Jim Knowles, you're on notice after week one already. Like, like it's, let's pick it up. You know what I mean? Like, it's you got uh, you got until week 12 to fix that because that's, I mean, that's the only expectation. But, um, yeah, it'll be a good per- preparation, I think. Because, I mean, I, just in terms of seeing how our D-line, our linebackers handle the running game, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. I, I think it works perfect because you, you blow them out and then that, that high will last us through the rest of our shitty out-of-conference schedule. And then by the time Notre Dame actually proves that they're bummy, by the time they've lost like three, four, fifth game, we'll already be into the Big Ten. You know, they'll be, they'll be in the long rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah. Just get that media bump early and then... Uh, yeah, see, see, you boys in, see you boys in Indiana next year because I might, I might have to come down. Uh, and that's, I guess that's the nice part about how our schedule sets up too, as I recall it, is that like our big games are kind of spaced out. Like right, we play Notre Dame, then we get two layup games against, uh, Arkansas state and Toledo. Then we get Wisconsin, then a little easy game against Rutgers. Right. Then you got Michigan state and Iowa back to back and Penn state after that. When's our fucking bye week? Oh no, sorry. It's, it's yeah. Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan state bye week. Then Iowa and Penn State, then Northwestern Indiana has layups, and then Maryland and Michigan end the season. So I mean, that's how get... it should work. Like yeah. the Big Ten should protect us. Like the SEC, like they don't they don't do their schedules ten years in advance. They protect right. their breadwinners. You know, I mean, the days of us playing Michigan State and then playing Michigan the next next week, they fuck that. That should we never should, happen. We should play Penn State on Halloween every year. That'd be dope. And and uh, or the Halloween weekend broadly, and then uh, Michigan that last last week of the season, and Michigan Michigan State not next to one of those two weeks, just some weeks not next to those two. Yeah, as long as we have divisions at least, we should also get rid of divisions. That's a different topic for a different day. We should have no divisions from like twenty four teams, but I'll I'll get you guys there. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys want to wrap it up on that note and get into the uh, the real preview on Thursday. Yeah, that works for, works for me. So uh, thank you right. for for listening to all of our ramblings. Um, you can you can hear that the the crazy story that has been redacted. <laughs> uh, that that is that is. That. A <laughs> <laughs> There's a hit. Forest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, if if you want to hear about the. And we're gonna we're gonna go save the mole children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The, the grand Buckeye plan to save the mole children. Yeah, we're going to save them and and make it so they can make a high state grade again. We'll let you know. But you, if, in order to be part of this plan, you have to join me at midfield.com, where you can hear this pre episode and all the other mole children content we have. For you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So. Uh... We we thank you for your time. We will. <laughs> well, we hope to see. We're shooting for like three people to come and listen to our, our premium podcast. Oh yeah, oh, it's oh, it's yeah. it's a win if we get three people. Well, we've got okay. my mom, so she's in there. <laughs> great. great. I think we'll do so, more than that. I don't know. If you, I, I'm under shooting us, and, and you're not listening. That's terrible. Why would you do that? Get your money's worth. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yes, guys, go Bucks. Yep. <laughs> Go Bucks! Yeah. Michigan sucks. Yeah. Help yeah, is on get... the way. Help is on the way. That that should be our sign off every time. Help is on the way. <laughs> Whose thing is that? The rap the homeless dude. Yeah, the homeless oh, dude. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Don Austin.
Yeah. Help is on the way. I like that.